0: Ho, 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 My name is Santa Claus. How do you do? I oh, you're doing this, are we? Uh, I'm Luke, I'm well. Come sit on my knee, young man. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. It's just a bonbon, it's nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple bonbon. <laughs> Donnie, a very, very merry What's That About Christmas to you. I am feeling the Yuletide, whatever that is, the Yuletide goodness. Mate. I'm feeling it. There's goodness, there's bonhomie. Oh. it's There's bonhomie up the wazoo. <laughs> Too much bonhomie. My wazoo is full. We need it's to dial down good. the bonhomie because yeah. it is the What's That About Christmas special. What a treat. This is, I'm assuming this is going to come out on the 23rd of December, possibly the 24th, just in time for the old fat man. Mate. Before we uh, before we get going, can you give us your most earnest and serious "Merry Christmas" to our uh, listeners with your best acting performance? Well, I'm gonna need a bit of a uh, bit of music. Yep. Dear, what's that about, listeners? During this festive season, I think we all need to take stock of the what's that about episodes of the past, uh, particularly. The Amish episode, which is the one that comes to mind because it's the most recent. Recency effect. And <laughs> for the word effect at the end of anything, you sound yeah. very clever. <laughs> You're a dickhead effect. <laughs> and and <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all I got. Mate, you have dropped the ball halfway okay, through. Okay, you do something better. Cue well, the music. I was just going to go the simple Hey guys. Merry Christmas. Ah, uh, it's sincere. Short, sincere. That is sincere. Just Merry Christmas. The exciting thing about the What's That Amount Christmas special is things get a little looser. We've got a little bit of homebrew on the go here. We do. Uh, it is that time of year, my favourite time of year. This episode is going to be a little bit different. Usually we do one topic, bit of a deep dive for 20 or 30 minutes. Today, it is six mini... Topics. topics, Rapid fire. What is the best bit of branding this podcast has ever achieved? <laughs> He's calling it, these are our stocking fillers. I went to Luke and said, what to do for the Christmas special? We've had a couple of Christmas specials previously and we've completely exhausted all Christmas themed. What's that about? I started looking up Christmas fetishes, which is, I was up for it. But Luke pulled the plug on that one. There's a lot of Christmas fetishes out there. Christmas tree fetishes, that's genuine. Santa fetishes, that's genuine. Yeah, you had a Christmas fetish going for Christmas fetishes. I did. And I (laughs) said, no, no. There's no more interesting Christmas facts. If you can go back in the back catalogue to hear those. Why don't we do a series of mini topics? Because what the listener may not know is that throughout the year, Don and I have to reach a compromise on the topics we go with. And we naturally are inclined... To look at different topics so i might want to look at something around you know there's a tribe in brazil who's never been contacted let's do an episode on uncontacted tribes whereas don's topics are more earwax i got a big little dollop in my ear the other day what is that about (laughs) that's true i like your very easy question easy answer (laughs) luke likes to delve deep into the human mind it is and that sums us both up as humans now just quickly guys luke Usually we do the podcast over Skype and Luke, we're in in person at the moment. He's here for Christmas, so we're doing an in-person podcast. So it's going to be, as we said, a little bit looser. He did forget one essential piece of um, audio equipment, which is the pop filter, which is like, I'm sure you've seen it on TV. It's like a, looks like a stocking over a round sort of wire frame. He forgot it. I had to Jimmy one up MacGyver style and he's basically talking into a pair of our mum's stockings. And his mouth is about 10 millimeters from the stocking. And it's greatly amusing to me. (laughs) It may be uh, amusing to you and disturbing to the listener. This is a deeply traumatic experience for me. This is going to cause years of trauma. He's going to take a long time to get over this. Freud would have a field day with what's (laughs) going on right now. This is very disturbing. Yeah. Now, Don, one of the highlights of the year for me mm. has been your little grievances and, and uh, grumpy intro uh, statements around, you know, what's been annoying you this week. Yeah. Have you got something for us in the last episode of the year? Well, I haven't had too much to be annoyed about, to be honest. Uh, one thing, which we'll we'll bring up later, but something amusing did happen to me recently. Mm. So, I, it's my birthday tomorrow. Oh, big one as well. Yeah, Big birthday. I... I'm soon to be a 40-year-old man. Wow. That, that's a man. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a big boy. That's a big boy. That's, if, if I died in a car accident, that would say a man died last <laughs> night, <laughs> which is something that is, I'm not quite comfortable with, but <laughs> and my behavior doesn't befit it. But the facts are facts. Anyway, so one thing I didn't realize is that my license expires on my birthday. I didn't know that. That's like a standard thing, apparently, in Australia anyway. Hmm. So, I went to get my license renewed and I got out of the car and I was walking towards the uh, motor registry with my paperwork and phone and wallet in one hand. And then I realized I was a little bit breezy down below in the (laughs) loins. In the loins? (laughs) (laughs) the loinal region. It was a bit breezy. I'm like, what's going on? And... Once again, this is <laughs> and sadly, the older I get, the more often I forget to do my fly up on my pants. I don't know if that's an issue with you. Have you- I am finding increasingly finding myself fly down. I just forget. Yeah, and yeah. then you, you have to go. You have to backtrack through the last few hours and go, what situations was I in with yeah. this fly down? Exactly. I I used to think it was going down on its own. Like it's just dr- as my movement would, you know just general walking movement it would slowly work its way down i don't think so i think i'm no. just forgetting yeah i hope that's the case because i often pre- i often assume it's i put on so much weight my guts are just spilling over my fly that's the uh <laughs> that's my assumption i think i'm gonna say my guts are undoing my fly <laughs> it's just we need more room <laughs> just anyway so i was so i tried to I had my one handful i tried to do my fly out with one hand which i don't know if anyone's tried to do that with one hand it's impossible Absolutely impossible You need an anchor Down the bottom yeah. On the pant yeah. Unless you've got really Firm starched pants It's not going to happen So basically I was, I was trying anyway It was 40 degrees Boiling hot I was trying to get My my fly up I was sort of trying Repeatedly And it wasn't working And I was getting Really cranky And I was My attempts were getting More vigorous As I was going <laughs> And so I'm just going for it at this point. I'm trying multiple times to get it up. And then I looked up and realized I was standing right in front of a childcare center. And one of the childcare staff members were just looking at me with a very disturbed look on their face. Um, and I had to just vacate the premises extremely quickly. And there could be an, there could be a warrant for my arrest. I'm not sure it's possible, but yeah, I'm just trying to do my flight with one hand, impossible. it's it was a vigorous jiggle. I, I was really... It. The the actions that accompanied that story are almost worth putting on YouTube because there was some vigorous, <laughs> vigorous yeah. tugging going I was on I thinking, there. it's not working now. Maybe if I pull it up harder, it's going to suddenly just... <laughs> and I'll be on my way, but I couldn't. Anyway, it was very embarrassing <laughs> and slightly disturbing for the children that witnessed it. <laughs> okay, so I'm excited here because this is, this is the chance to go for the topic's that one of us like the other one doesn't need to sign off on this is exciting it's exciting and we're going to do it pretty quickly we've got three topics each um and we're going to move through them reasonably quickly answer the questions and uh and move on to the next one beautiful so would you like to kick us off with topic number one the topic one i've been suggesting this since day dot now we've been going since 2015 nearly the five year anniversary bloody hell yeah uh, which is crazy. We've only done 60 episodes. That's about... Yeah. That's about 12 episodes a year. <laughs> we need to lift our strike <laughs> We need it. to lift our game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is one... It's on MSG. Now, everyone remembers MSG. Everyone knows it from Asian restaurants. Everyone advertises no MSG. Yeah. And it's pretty much, you know, universally agreed on that MSG is bad for you. I have many memories of lying... Awake in bed in the middle of the night after an Asian meal Yeah Not being out of sleep and feeling a bit unsettled Going, Ugh, there must have been an MSG in that No, it's because you ate an excessive amount Yeah Once again but I don't <laughs> <laughs> even know what MSG is And I'm blaming yeah. it for everything No one does Yeah So MSG is, it's, uh, it's called monosodium glucomate Or also known as sodium glucomate um, And it's basically a variation, it's like a sodium salt and it's a naturally occurring amino acid. So it's it's naturally found in like tomatoes, grapes, cheese, mushrooms, and other foods. And they use it, they extract it, and they use it as a flavor enhancer for sort of meat and savory dishes. Right. And so it basically came about, there's this thing called Chinese restaurant syndrome, which sort of anecdotally came about from a guy back in the 60s who wrote a letter to the New England Journal of Medicine saying that uh, whenever he ate, at a Chinese restaurant, he'd start to feel about fifteen to twenty minutes afterwards. He would feel like a hangover effect of like numbness at the back of the neck, gradually radiating down both arms, headache, general weakness, and palpitations. From now, he theorized that it was due. To, initially, he said it was a soy sauce, and they Jeez. he just he changed his mind. It's some punchy soy sauce, yeah. And then he came up with he said it was possibly the MSG. And from then, it kind of went viral, essentially, in the 1960s version of going viral. Hmm. And everyone, you know, all the Chinese restaurants just said, right, no MSG added. They sort of got rid of MSG, or at least started advertising no MSG. And that's it. And it's kind of... Just based on that one guy... Based on that one guy writing... Random claim. Yes, to the New England Journal of Medicine. It sort of went viral from then. Does viral in the 1960s look like... It's on the front page of the paper. No, basically Aunt Gertrude read it, and uh, that's viral. <laughs> she brought it up at Bridge Club. <laughs> she, brought it up, she brought it up on the bus to Nara, and <laughs> no, yeah, basically, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what 1960s viral is, but I think newspapers picked it up, and yeah. from then it sort of spread, and there's literally no evidence for it at all, but it went from then, and we still wow. see it to this day. No MSG added. It means absolutely nothing. Based In on fact, that one account. That's amazing. Yeah. And if you've had anything that has MSG, it's bloody delicious. So there's been multiple studies looking into this, and nothing has come up with any results. Bloody up. So yep. this, this guy ruined delicious Chinese meals for us. He did. It could have been even more succulent Chinese meal than <laughs> than it currently is. So that's that's that. I've wanted to get that on the table for probably four years. Really, from the beginning, and you've been finding it. Can and, I say? And to be honest. It doesn't have the legs for forever. <laughs> <laughs> We've covered it in about three minutes. That's what so, I was going to say. Yeah. Okay, That's an interesting single fact, but that's not a 20-minute episode. <laughs> What's to do with MSG? It's actually not that bad. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, very nice. Okay, so my first topic is, is the idea hmm. that why do we look different in the mirror? Yeah. To how we look in photographs okay now when you look in the mirror yeah this is going to be quite personal but what do you rate yourself out of 10 oh <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> well okay so if i looked in the mirror yeah and said out of 10 are we talking at my best or nah, just average average yeah yeah average i would say six out of ten really yeah you're kidding Tickets That surprises me Because he's a solid three He's a three out of ten at best Two most of the time There are some photographs I look at myself though Mm. And I look at the photograph And I'm like I wonder what species that is And I look a bit closer I know it is a human It is a human That's me Sometimes you look like you know those close ups of like a bacteria dish from <laughs> through a microscope? Like, oh, that's, uh, that's bloody Luke. That's bloody Luke. <laughs> that's little Luke. Little... Little... What's Lukey doing in that, in that petri dish? <laughs> so the point is, I think I find myself better looking in the mirror than yep. I do on a photograph. Yeah. And I was like, why is this the case? Yep. So I went and did some research. And that's what I do. What did you didn't ask a, me about my number? I'm a scientist. Well, okay, what do you What do you give yourself out of 10? I'm a 10. Okay, next, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> the interesting thing is, so I thought, and I looked at, and most people find themselves better looking in the mirror than they do in the photograph. That's the general finding. Yeah, d- certainly it's different. Definitely different. Yes. And so the key thing seems to be we prefer our mirror face. So the sad news is... We actually look more like our photographs in real life Mm. Than we do in our minds Yeah, Because the mirror is obviously a reverse image of ourselves Yeah, But there's this little delicious effect called the mirror exposure effect Mm. Which means the more you're exposed to something, the more you like it So if you look at your mirror a lot more than you look at a photograph You grow to prefer the image of yourself in the mirror so, that's why we we like ourselves in the mirror more than a photograph. But the photograph, because it's not reversed, mm. is actually what we look like. Right. So, that's one of the reasons we prefer the mirror. What's double interesting mm. is if you show photographs or mirror images to people who know us, our friends and family and colleagues... Prefer the photograph version of us in terms of attractiveness Yeah Versus the mirror version So it's just what you're exposed to the most It's just what you're exposed to the most Right Now What if you don't like either? <laughs> well That's a whole different podcast and yeah, A whole go. different yeah. conversation <laughs> the, the beautiful thing about the mirror exposure effect is mm. I think that explains my first five years of dating out of school Right I was the classic I could I couldn't pick up a girl in a bar couldn't yep. pick up a girl on the street corner. Yep. But if I knew a girl for 3 to 4 years and went over to her house, played Monopoly, yeah, watched an episode of the bill with her with her mum. Yes. Exposed myself to her at long durations and periods of time. You could pick up the mum. <laughs> at the end of those 4 years <laughs> at the end of the day, you're picking up Mrs. Smith. <laughs> At the end of those four years, I was in with a chance Yeah The mirror exposure the slow, effect to my advantage slow game Yeah, slow, I guess so. <laughs> Slow game There obviously are a few other little things going on here around Obviously, with a, uh, a photograph, the distance is more variable to the mirror So the mirror is kind of at that nice middle distance Yeah Whereas some photographs are a bit close and you might see your nose at an angle that's a bit confronting Yeah Or a bit further away So that's kind of like another variable and and then I guess that little extra point is that a mirror is obviously a dynamic image. We can move in front of the image and squint our eyes, and we can kind of angle towards our best side. Yeah. Whereas in a photograph, it's a still image, and maybe that's um, kind of that image was taken at an angle which is not the most flattering yeah. angle. So there's a few things going on there, but effectively, it's the old mirror is reversed, and we like what we're exposed to most. One thing I'll say though is when sometimes when I look in the mirror. You know, I'm used to it. I just look like me. Sometimes when I look at photos, I get like a, a funny thing that I don't see in the mirror, but like I get like a, one of my eyes is a bit wonky. <laughs> Does that happen? Do you, when you look at me, is it one of my eyes a little bit wonky? No, I don't think so. Uh, sometimes I see a little bit of wonk. <laughs> it's like a hint of wonk in one of the <laughs> eyes. I'm like, I should see a doctor about it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit of wonk in that eye. Yeah. I think the other bit is, like, when you when you look at a... An, like, in the mirror, mm. I look roughly the same every time I look in the mirror. Yeah. The variability with a photograph. There are some photographs, as we mentioned, where it's like, what species is that? Yeah. And then other photographs where it's like, that's a humdinger. Yeah. That, that, that guy's doing all right. I've never reached humdinger status. But <laughs> sometimes I'm like, Well oh, it's not disgusting. It's it? <laughs> It's all right. It's, it's, something it's worse. It's nearly good enough. Yeah. Saying <laughs> you would kick it out of bed, but you wouldn't kick it out of the room. It's, <laughs> just in that little side bit next to the yeah. bed, between you the bed sleep and the, on the window. Side yeah. bit. Maybe if you get cold, go under the bed. That's, <laughs> that's what I would do. Do you remember that first time you heard that phrase? Oh man, wouldn't kick her out of bed for farting. Comedy gold. That was comedy <laughs> gold. <laughs> which does allude to this weird threshold where yeah. it's like, who tr- would kick out of bed for farting? Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like attractive enough that regardless of farting or not, you're in. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> this is mid threshold. Yeah. All so ball is back in your court. Yeah. What's your second topic? The second one, which you alluded to in the uh, in the introduction, is. Ewax. Well, n- never has anyone pushed for a topic harder than Donovan and Ewax. Ewax is fantastic. And I stand by it. And I think this, even though I'll cover this very quickly, I think it has the legs for a full episode. So if you want a full episode, what's that about at outlook.com? Give us a message and we won't do it, but um, this is the, uh, it'll make me feel better. This is the lamest attempt at starting a campaign I've ever i've ever yeah. witnessed in Hashtag my life. Hashtag Ewax Now. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Ewax Now. Let's get it trending. <laughs> Ewax so, now. <laughs> ewax. What uh, to be honest, going into this topic, now I know you've been pushing this a long time. Yeah. My starting position on understanding ewax is yep. zero. Okay, what do you know about ewax? At different angles I've seen inside your ear. Yeah. And you seem like an earwax buff. Because you're cultivating <laughs> it. You have a lot in there. Ew- I think you're a collector. You're a collector. What you need to understand is I'm i I'm a bloody good listener. Yeah. I'm listening so hard. I'm surprised it's making it through the ewax. The sound shouldn't penetrate that wax i think earwax is the price you pay for listening really intently yeah do you it's the more you listen the more wax you get absolutely yeah yep. earwax also known by the medical term cerumen it's a brown orange red or yellowish waxy substance that's like a sunset <laughs> <laughs> i'm about to vomit and you're going that's it's a sunset it's beautiful it's a beautiful sunset it's uh it's a substance secreted in the ear canal of humans and other mammals Protects the skin of the human ear canal, assists in cleaning and lubrication. Not sure why the ear would need lubrication, but that's a different... <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a separate what's that's that about. A separate what's that about. And also provides protection against bacteria, fungi, insects and water. Now, how do you clean your ears, Luke Uh Generally with the cotton tip or the baby bud yep. in the ear and I've always worried all I'm doing is compacting the earwax into the ear canal that's a big yeah apparently it's a big yeah. no-no apparently you don't mm. need to clean your ears at all which I wasn't aware of now, have you they've, heard that they've never seen my ears Those <laughs> that recommended that. yeah yeah I'm surprised you said you cleaned your ears at all because <laughs> based on that sunset within that side of your head I'm like gee that's a beautiful sunset you <laughs> you've suggested this topic just for a stitch up that's that's what's going on here <laughs> listen waxy let's move on with it <laughs> Okay, so there's actually no need to clean your ears out at all. Um, apparently, the, yeah, the movement of the jaw is enough to move that earwax out of your ear as it's ready. So have you ever had the experience of just getting a cheeky little deposit of earwax, just so like, in that's the sound it makes, when it lands in, like just pops out of your ear a little bit. Full confession, yeah, I have had that experience. I have as well. <laughs> I have had it to the extent that... Sometimes when it happens, I'm worried I've punctured my eardrum. Really? And like like your eardrum's fallen out. Yeah, like there's a massive boulder that's just dropped in my ear. (laughs) It's just a bit of earwax. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an old friend that comes to visit (laughs) for me. (laughs) Like, oh, hello. How have you been? Hello. Yeah, so every now and again, it'll just pop out. But apparently that's normal. That's how it works. You chew, you talk, your jaw moves up and down, and it slowly moves the earwax out. So as you said, using the, the cotton bud can compact it. There's a thing called earwax candles Which is like an Asian, more of an Asian yeah, thing Yeah, I've used those Have you used those? Yeah How, How's it go? It's a bit old Like you end up lying on the ground with a candle in your ear And it kind of extracts the wax into the candle Right But I don't think I've I, I mustn't have been using them properly Because there was never any wax in there Yeah, it mustn't have been I think, <laughs> did the candle get bigger? <laughs> I think the candle it turned into like one of those really large church candles <laughs> I didn't pay for that <laughs> Those ones that are like six foot tall Those six foot tall candles. No earwax, but the candle's huge. <laughs> no, that did not happen. That didn't happen. Okay. Well that surprises me. Um but apparently they're they're not recommended. And I think it's more to do with like fire danger. Apparently they, they've caused burns in the past and things right, like that. Okay. So they're not recommended for that. E Ear, e buds will compact it. You mentioned them not meant to clean your ears, basically. Really? Yeah. And so the dropping of that little drop, normal, is the jaw kind of loosens it, and when it's reached a, a certain point of too much wax, yep, it'll naturally drop off. You remove the ball, and you get on with your day. That's it. Yeah. And can you just go back to the beginning, and and just remind and just clarify what causes the wax? What what causes the buildup of wax? Um, to be honest, I didn't actually look into how it's formed. I'm gonna be honest. You've gone into research earwax. Yep. On the What's Ewax About episode. Yep. And you haven't researched what causes earwax. That's true. (laughs) Okay, hang on. Don is now frantically bent over his laptop Googling, how is earwax formed? He's uh, scrolling, he's moved to the second page of Google. We are in trouble here. We are going deep into the jungle. This is amateur hour. He's doing his homework mid-episode. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to edit that so it looks like I didn't have to look it up just then. <laughs> Ewax consists of dead skin cells, hair, and secretions of cerumen by the ceremonious <laughs> and sebaceous glands. Thank you very much. <laughs> glands. We got there in the end. Yeah, it's a classic <laughs> gland situation. So besides your exclusive focus on the word glam yeah <laughs> <laughs> what else what else have you got around earwax what do you think would increase ewax production too much active t- listening <laughs> <laughs> what else um maybe listening in ways that help people feel understood and heard good no apparently stress or fear can increase ewax production hmm interesting So, a relationship between the gland that you mentioned and, and like, cortisol or or adrenaline? Well, it doesn't say that. It says the glands in your ear that help secrete wax are a class of glands called the apocrine glands, which are also responsible for your smelliest sweat, apparently. Just like stress can make you sweat more and smell worse. Hmm. Luke, I didn't realise you were so stressed. (laughs) Terrible. Um, Classic. It uh, can also... Create an increase in earwax production Interesting the yeah. So you're I'm concerned for you I think your stress levels are off the charts Because If I put a little bit of cotton in your ear That's a candle <laughs> That's a candle my friend The number of uh, You know the classic drumming boom tish jokes Yeah I don't think we've mentioned this in about 25 years mm. When we were at school And you were the drummer in the band. Yep. And the school captain at the time... not a school captain, like a student rep. Yeah. It was one of the cool kids, I think, is what you're referring to. No, no. It was a nerdy representative kid. Right. Who gave this long speech at an assembly. Ah, yes, yeah. And you were a couple of years above this kid. And he was making some awful, awful, awful jokes. Just awfully bad jokes about things like, I was swimming in the pool, but I was... You know, probably as fast as a toad Not like a fish Yeah It's these awful, terrible jokes And then after them You were doing a little bit of a, a boomtish <laughs> Yeah And the whole assembly of like 1500 students Yeah Was loving the boomtish Because you were kind of negging his speech This is no joke That was the greatest day of my life <laughs> <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> I was I wasn't a cool kid But I was that day I was like a hero for... <laughs> Doing that boom tish, you've effectively sided with fifteen hundred people against this nerdy. I know. I feel bad about it a little bit, (laughs) but the jokes are so cheesy. And I do remember I was like the first couple of jokes. I was like, I still remember it. Should I? Should I do this? And I I didn't have the guts. But then the last joke was so cheesy. I'm like, I'm going for it. (laughs) And so I did a boom tish, and I got the dirtiest stare from the music teacher. Oh, really? So dirty. But I was a hero for a day. That was, Ooh, that was yeah. so good. I don't. I don't think I've ever been prouder to be your brother. <laughs> yep. Oh, so, so turning good. forty, haven't surpassed that point. That <laughs> was. I was probably seventeen at the time. That's my pinnacle. Anything else on ewax before we move on. move on? One more thing. So because we're talking about Christmas fetishes, I thought just gonna google earwax fetish and see what happens your search history must just be a jungle of horrors yeah it is you don't you don't want to go there but i did i did and there wasn't a lot but there is a few people and i came across yahoo answers which is always a cesspool an absolute treasure trove of uh content i'm gonna just and and a quote i'm gonna do a quote here yeah i have these fantasies about men and earwax I have one fantasy about a guy turning into a giant and shoving me up his ear to clean it. I start eating the wax as I'm pushed in and out of the guy's ear. The second one is about a guy turning into a giant again and putting his ear to my body and his ears ears spray wax all over me. The third one's about a giant guy letting me in his ear and I start eating all of his earwax. Then I get too fat spelled with T O, not T double O. Which was <laughs> one of the Yep. Yeah. I guess this <laughs> broke the camel's yeah. back. It was getting too fat out of his ear, so I end up dying in his ear all alone. Then some giant then some police officers find me dead in the guy's ear and start trying to pull my dead body out with a giant Q-tip. I do this when I'm masturbating. <laughs> that's going to be edited out. But <laughs> that is Yahoo answers and the yeah, the police should not Use the Q-tip to get him out It's just going to compound him into the eardrum That's true They should wait for the person to chew And, and <laughs> He talk will drop out naturally And the body will drop out To be identified <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that is more than enough on on earwax Just to I felt uh, uncomfortable saying that For uh, the record <laughs> It was uncomfortable listening to it Yeah, good Okay Next topic Okay, let's move on to the next topic What have you got next? Okay so, the next topic came up in a conversation we had with all of our brothers, actually, where I think we were trying... At the time, I think, we were doing that podcast where we were trying to write five minutes of stand-up. Yeah. And the whole podcast was, the podcast was a claptrap. And the premise was you and I try to write five minutes of original stand-up material. Yep. And we perform, at the, at, perform it at the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And in that, one of our brothers leaned across and said sure if this is you know a seed for a joke or anything but do you ever go into a bookstore and then all of a sudden need to go to the bathroom Mm. it's almost like there's this relationship between being in a bookstore and needing to go to the bathroom yeah and at the time i was like to be honest i get the same thing yeah and i think you said the same thing i do library or a bookstore. Yeah. I'll need to go to the toilet straight away. Yeah. There's something that is almost a laxative effect within the bookstore environment. Yeah. To be honest, it hasn't happened so much lately. Certainly back in the day, it was like a laxative. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. And at the time, we were like, maybe it's just us. Mm. Maybe this is the weird, you know, our family thing. Yeah. Nearly said our surname then. I I said your surname a minute ago. Really? In fact... Our podcast is by the Martin brothers. Wow, so, you've, you've helped join the dots there. That, that is secret? not. That's not going to work. I resigned from the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> he was only doing the podcast on the fact of his anonymity. In fact, under the claptrap podcast we alluded to, his name was Jason. He was so he was so cautious of his of his, per, of his privacy. He called himself Jason. What a great <laughs> fake name, Jason. When I was growing up. If you ask me what would you want your name to be if it wasn't Luke, it was always Jason, it was my name. Yeah. First opportunity, club trap, Jason. I'll it. <laughs> he was loving it. Because his his profession, you don't want <laughs> you don't want to be known in the podcasting world talking about pooing in a bookshop. Yeah. Sorry, in a bookshop? You know, you uh, the poo is triggered by the bookshop. Triggered by the bookshop, yeah. But you're doing it in the appropriate place. Yeah. Okay. And so we went online and the, the re- behind the curtains thing here We actually have recorded an entire episode mm. About this phenomenon of needing to go to the bathroom When you're in a bookstore That has never been released because It's the it was, only unreleased What's that about episode Yeah It's still on the editing shelf Because it contains so many poo puns Yeah And inappropriate stories It's a it disgrace was, It was a, a disgraceful bit of audio That it didn't meet the standards for broadcast We have a very low standard Our bar is extremely low And it's the only thing that has gone below it Yeah And so I thought this was a chance to bring it back in a little mini topic form Okay So you go online and you Google Needing to go to the bathroom when I'm in a bookstore Yep And what comes up is something called the Mariko Aoki phenomenon Yeah so, in 1985, a Japanese lady wrote an article about this effect of needing to go to the toilet when you're in a bookshop. Mm-hmm. And she published it in a magazine. And the, publisher, the publishers of the magazine were then inundated with emails and letters from people. Yeah. In 1985, probably just letters. Probably not too <laughs> many emails. 85. It'd mostly be facsimiles, mm-hmm. and Bill Gates and Steve Jobs would have been on there in the email. It'd be some telegrams. We said letters, lots of letters yeah. saying, "I experienced the same thing." Yeah. So, in many ways, she started a movement. This is so this became a thing. So there are online communities now of people who experience this effect. Yeah. Named after Mariko Aoki. And so, do you remember much from this episode, in l- terms of? You know what causes it or what's going on here? I think we recorded this this forgotten episode about two or three years ago, and I vaguely—I don't really remember. I remember reading that there's various theories as to why it happened, and I vaguely remember some people experienced it while like browsing online bookshops as well. Which yeah, I yeah. couldn't relate to at all. And that and that whole thing about having it triggered through online browsing, yeah, does blow out of the water a lot of the theories around why it happens. But that does that happen to you. The bookstore thing? No. The <laughs> online bookstore thing? No, not at all. Yeah, okay. No. And But I think I can explain the online thing in a okay, minute. Okay, yeah. But, so in terms of like, what are some of the reasons why this might happen that have been put forward? Yeah. So, reason one is that there's an association between people read on the toilet at home. Mm. So, when you go to a book shop and have the stimulus of books, it triggers... Similar bowel movement So it's a classical conditioning thing That doesn't fly Do you ever read a book on the toilet? Not anymore It's the phone Pre-phone though? Did you? Pre-phone I did, yeah A book? Yep yeah. yeah. Really? Yep yeah. An actual book? Yeah Really? Yep yeah. Okay, go on And if it's a classical conditioning thing so, But that, that would imply That every time you use your phone You need to go to the toilet Yeah, that's right yeah. So it, it just doesn't add up uh, That, that Knock that on the head mm. Second reason is more around the posture you use while walking through a bookshop. When you're in that semi-crouched position where you're looking down and, and, and scanning the shelves. Yeah. And that, you know, they say kind of a this crouching movement aligns the, uh, <laughs> the colon and the back passage. Yes. Right. So that's the crouching thing. But you crouch in lots of situations. Yeah. And this doesn't happen. So yeah. let's knock that on the head. Yeah. Reason three is more about relaxation. And browsing for a, a book in a bookshop is a relaxing experience, which triggers the parasympathetic nervous system, which generally is a uh, associated with, you know, bowel movements and urges. Is it that relaxing though? Do you, do you find it that relaxing to? I don't find it that relaxing, but also there are things I find more relaxing yeah. that don't trigger bowel movements. So the other reason is, the fourth reason they put forward is Often, when you go to a bookshop, you've kind of gone to a cafe beforehand. Yeah, and it's like coffee stimulating. Well, I, I, no, I don't think so. Is that one of the theories? One of the, that's one of the theories. Oh, that's that's a that's a long bow. i like that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, like there, there are too many times we go to a bookshop. where you are not going to a cafe beforehand. Yeah, or nah, that's let's knock that on. The yeah, page. that's stupid. So the last leaves the last theory is that the there's a smell of paper. Or ink in books Yeah And particularly in old books And with a bit of dust Thrown into the mix That potentially has A bit of a laxative effect It's gotta be that And that's the one That seems to have The most credibility Within the Mariko Aoki community Yeah Now I remember When we did this episode And I was still uh, We recorded it I wasn't sure about it Not just because Of the poopons, But because I wasn't sure Of how popular A thing it was mm. And I spoke to Multiple people about it Yeah And no one Said they experienced it Like you experienced it And I experienced it And I think I know one other person That experienced it No one else even knew about it it And they think less of me Because I even mentioned it This is Now um, they call me Pooh boy (laughs) Three At least three out of the four Martin brothers experience it Yeah And I get similar judgments When I bring it up It's a hard topic to bring up safely It is Without getting judged Yeah if you're listening and you have this experience, get in touch. We need to form our own little sub community. Yeah. Well, there is actually when I did that, did the research, I joined a Facebook group called the Is it Mariki Yayuki? Yeah. yeah, I joined that, and I unjoined it pretty quickly. But <laughs> it's I had a I had I think I had over a thousand members. So yeah, it is full of people, and I'm on it as well. <laughs> Just to, are you still on but, it? Yeah. You haven't. I actually removed myself. I did because I was. I thought I was better than it. But, <laughs> but you're still there. Not that surprised. <laughs> it's full of people's... and and the nine out of ten posts are, oh my goodness, so glad to find this group. I thought I was the only one. Yep. That experienced this effect. Um. So you have to amazing. wonder how what percentage are googling for it, which must be a lot higher than who joined the. Yep. The Facebook group. So I reckon the people who would actually join the Facebook group must be less than 5%. But I reckon books, the bookshop owners need to be part of the solution here. They can't just stand by where everyone rushes off to the toilet. Yeah. Around the bookshop, I reckon there should be little bowls of cheese and and things that block you up like bananas. Yeah. So when you get into the bookshop, munch on a few bananas, get a bit of brain to you. You're good. You're good. You're good. (laughs) You're good for a few days. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, that's enough of that. Okay, the 2019 Christmas special, um, k- finishing up here. We this is part one, and we're gonna we've, we've rambled on, and we're gonna make a part two basically. So, Merry Christmas, Santa and Mrs. Claus. They're smiling on you tonight because you've been a good boy or girl. Double you, what's that about? For double your listening pleasure. Merry Christmas, and we'll see you in 24 hours. All hey. right. See ya.